Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey guys, it's me, your rentayenta, Lisa Stanley. And on today's episode of What Goes On Around Here, I'm going to tell you what goes on around with your possessions. Uh, You know what I'm talking about, like your house, your car, your money, things that are kind of important to you. Uh, A good friend of mine, known him for, I don't know, maybe 30 years, Anthony, known him a long time. His name is Dean Sheffrin, and uh, he's going to tell you all about estate planning, which people seem not to do these days, and they should. Hey, Dean. Hey, Lisa. Has it really been 30 years? Almost, right? How long has it been? I just don't want to calculate it because that means I'm getting old <laughs> and I, I refuse to let that happen. We don't allow it in the house. Uh, yeah. Uh, I think I was one of the first people you met when you moved up here, right? Yeah. yeah. Right out of, I went to law school. We're going to talk uh, all about your, your was, background. Yeah. And then, and then I met you and, and, and life started when I met you, Lisa. See that? Did I train him well or did I train him I well? I knew nothing about <laughs> nothing and now I know something about something. Full disclosure. <laughs> Uh, we live next door to each other, and I, when I say Anthony next door, our balconies were touching, and there'd be days where my dog needed a walk, and I'd just call Dean, and he'd hop over my balcony and get the dog and take the dog for a walk. It was Well, for me, it made me feel like I'm doing some sort of cool parkour or something life, <laughs> life-threatening, life even though the, the gap was literally like 18 inches between you know her balcony and mine, well, but I felt cool. Well, you were doing something uh, life-threatening. You were walking a big black chow. Oh, and that was kind of threatening. <laughs> but I never felt safer. I was like, Who, I who's, this, who's this coming up the street? I don't mind. I know. It didn't matter. It didn't matter. All right. So let's start out by telling people like who you are. First of all, I'm going to say uh, something because this is really unheard of a, in, in our business, Anthony, in the radio business. But second of all, um, there's a show. It's just this tiny little show called The Kevin and Bean Show. I think uh, for over 30 years, most people have been listening to Kevin and Bean if they're not listening to Gary and I on K-Earth. And uh, many, many years ago, Dean decided, we're going to get into all of the things Dean has done, but one of the things Dean decided, and I'd like to say that I helped play a part in that. You played a that, big part in that. Right? Did, yeah. Because of what I did, did it yeah. make you feel like that? Oh, it, I, I owed that entire gig to you because otherwise I wouldn't have had anybody to turn to. Basically, a friend of mine who had... Well, here's the gig. Oh. Let's tell everybody oh, what the yeah, gig was. Ahead. So the gig was that Dean got the job at Kevin and Bean as their sports guy. Now, this is like the most coveted at the time. You couldn't get any bigger in morning radio unless you're on Howard Stern. I mean, uh, right? Honestly. So Dean gets this gig and... um. I don't know. For the first week, Dean's digging it. Then all of a sudden, reality sets in, Anthony. Uh, he has to get up at like 5 o'clock in the morning. 
and that is not okay for Dean. So how long did you last at that job? I lasted about uh, about six months is what I was able to do. It was one of those things where it's like, man, why couldn't they have offered me that gig or I couldn't have found it when I was maybe 10 years younger and had... <laughs> All that en- all that youthful energy, maybe it wouldn't have felt like five, five in the morning wouldn't have felt like five in the morning at that no, point. No, I'm going to tell you something. It always You does. never get used to it. So it doesn't matter how young or how old, you never, ever get used to it. Uh, suffice it to say, he quit the job, which I almost lost my mind. I think it almost caused a divorce between us as friends. <laughs> I couldn't believe that he would walk away from such an opportunity, but he did, and it's not a problem that he did because... He did much better for himself in life. And we're going to talk about that. But first, tell a little bit about how you grew up. You grew up in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. You're a cheese head. I am absolutely a cheese head. Proud. I do not own a cheese head. You should. I should. But it's, uh, you know, it's it comes from within. Uh, it's not about what you wear. It's about how you feel. But yeah, born and raised in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Um, and we Green were- Bay Packer. Diehard oh, fan. Yeah, you know where to catch me on Sundays and who I'm rooting for, that's for sure. Boy, I could hear it down the block. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's more, fun to, it's more fun to celebrate with multiple people and than just by myself. And you did that almost every Green Bay game. <laughs> well, you know, they, they, they started to come for, they came for the game, they stayed for the bratwurst. That's what I like to say. <laughs> well, that is true. That was the plus side. We did get to eat some good, yummy bratwurst. Yeah, so we were, uh, yeah, uh, my brother and I both raised to be independent. That's why he hightailed it from Milwaukee out to New York. I hightailed it out to Los Angeles and but not before not before going to college yep in Pennsylvania yep the University of Pennsylvania go and, and I'm a sports fanatic that I think we may have just touched on I went to a college where they're no sports <laughs> their mascot is the Quakers like the, the fighting Quakers you may have been like the violent pacifist. It's just, it's just not a good, not, not a good mascot. But yeah, the really had a great time. Any, I to me, college was going to be a win-win. Anywhere I went, I was going to have the time of my life. Just because, why from- you weren't going to study? Is that why? <laughs> no, no, mom, I was studying, and <laughs> I'm telling you that's the case. But it then you great. end up going to. Did you go to Wharton School of Business? Yeah, Wharton School of Business is where I went. It was, uh, you know, I was a math and science guy all the way. I don't want to remind people who else went there. Yeah, I okay. did not. I did not go at the same time, <laughs> and I'm I'm sure we didn't. See, we wouldn't have had any of the same classes because that's uh, for sure. Yeah, my, my, mine were ethical. Um, <laughs> But that was a oh that was a great time out east. But it also made me realize, you know what? I kept looking at you know it's, I was going to apply to law schools, and I have the whole country to choose from. I'm not saying I could get in anywhere, but you know right, geographically you could I everywhere. could apply anywhere. Right. I found myself applying up and down the coast of California, sight unseen, and I can tell you why. It's because every day that USA Today on the back page had that colorful weather map, and I'm looking in cold Philadelphia, going, oh, forecast for Los Angeles, sunny, 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 sunny. <laughs> The next week, sunny, 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 sunny. I'm something said, come out to California, and so, so that's why I went to ended up ended up going to UCLA for law school. That's right, UCLA traitor. No, I'm just kidding. No, well, you know, I come from a family of USC. I didn't go to USC, but my entire family did. So I consider myself. A USC Trojan. It's, uh, it's sort of genetic, I think. I at think that it point. is. Well, you know my dad, so you know how that goes. Oh, all Papa right. Dad. So you go to UCLA Law School, and at the time, I'm sure you're thinking, I'm not just going to go here and waste my parents' money or your money or whoever's money would be and my time because you really thought you wanted to be a lawyer. I absolutely did. And then what happened, Dean? Well, it turns out I was uh, 
despite despite how arrogant of a uh, 20-year-old I used to be, I was wrong and naive. Uh, I, I thought the practice of law would be like, you know, watching one of the L.A. Law on TV. I'm going to be in front of a jury using my oratory skills, being argumentative, which I had a lot of practice growing up in my family. Probably a lot of, a lot of people do. They get their real argumentative abilities from just dealing with their own family. Yes, they do. Uh, so I thought that's what the practice of law was going to be. I'm going to be able to do all that stuff every single day. And then when I got into the, uh, you know, the private sector in a real law job, they stick, my, you know, they stuck me in an office where I'm doing a lot of memos and I'm never meeting the client. And if I'm going to do a trial, it's not going to happen for several years. And even if I stick with it, it might be one trial a year. So the whole joy of what I thought I was going to have in that career never doesn't really exist. It went out the window. <laughs> so, okay. So then let's just go through it. So then after you decided that the law thing wasn't for you, then what? Then I interned with a little sports show that was called The Press Box on Prime Ticket. That's right. Uh, an L.A. An LA uh, cable sports show, very much like Sports Center, but it was all based here in Los Angeles. And my reward for interning, which is you know the, the, the cool way of saying working for free, uh, <laughs> my reward was I was able to use their people, their equipment, and make a demo tape, which I did. I shopped it around to all the small markets. But hold on. You- Let's tell everybody what the demo tape was for. Oh, sorry. The good. I'm getting ahead of myself. It was for on-air sportscasting. Dean all of a sudden decided, forget this law crap. I'm going to be an on-air sportscaster. Well, I'd, I'd done everything that was expected of me. All the... You know that that I even the expectations that I put on myself. I wanted to get out of college. I wanted to get a law degree. These are things that I always planned and was expected of me by family and friends, and they're and you know, by yourself and I by think. myself. Yeah. So I accomplished that. But and then it that's when the then uh, you yeah, realize the, the, the aha moment was I don't have to do this just because it was expected of me or because I'm trained to do it. I can pick something that I like, and you know not everybody can. If I had a, if I had you know the six hundred thousand dollars worth of financial debt like a lot of kids do coming out today you know i wouldn't have had that freedom i fortunately had the freedom to be able to say you know what i want to go for something i really enjoy even if nobody ever thought i was going to do it and son of a bitch he got a job <laughs> on air okay it wasn't la and boy well, it was did... it was la but it stands for louisiana hello <laughs> <laughs> not new orleans exactly monroe louisiana and you can't you can't have much fun row in monroe i'll tell you that much it was I'll a I'll tell you what, though. I was so excited for him, thrilled that he was going to move there. And after about six months, that same call that I got uh, from the Kevin and Bean show when he was like, man, I don't think this is for me. I get the same call. Yeah, this isn't for me. I thought I was going to get this sports thing and I do it in L.A. or, you know, somewhere like that. I was homesick. And I thought, you know, you got to pay your dues when you start out got to go to the small markets but dean nope i'm not doing it if i can't go to the big market so dean quits i'm uh i was a little over ambitious perhaps i had uh, i had very very high thoughts of myself i guess but i was a, it's a different part of the country i was i, I just it was oh, my- it's crappy to be listen here's what the problem was you started it too late in life had you gone straight instead of four more years to law school or three yep. more years or had you gone straight into that you'd have been okay living in monroe because college kids it would have been but you were already a little older yeah, and I knew I knew where my heart was, and it yes. was going to be in Southern California. The so back n- of that USA Today. <laughs> so it was like, am I, you know, I'm sitting there in uh, my apartment in Monroe, Louisiana, which, by the way, the rents are fabulous. If you really <laughs> want to save some money, 
It is so cheap. But uh, yeah, I, I knew I always wanted to come back. So I didn't put anything up on the walls. I didn't, you know, there was no point in sort he of making make myself home. feel, ho- yeah, like yeah. it was a home. And yeah. that made it, you know, so I, every, every part of me knew that I was going to be heading out of there at some point. Well, he did. And he headed right back here to LA. And then what did you do, yoga man? <laughs> well, I discovered I discovered <laughs> yoga coming back to California. I think I said. By the way, way ahead of the yoga phase, I was, might say. Yeah, I was early. I still remember a friend of mine said, "Come with me to this class. It's free." And I, there were seventy-five people in this in this free class <laughs> above a Radio Shack on Santa Monica Boulevard. And I just wanted to do something that was so Californian because I was so <laughs> happy to be home. And I just discovered, hey, here's an here's a Here's an exercise routine that I can really get into. And I, so I, I fell in love with yoga, started doing it three to five times a day, just mm-hmm. as a. Three as, to five times a week. Oh, a week, excuse me. Not as a, a day. <laughs> no, when I get into something, I go hook, line, and sinker. But it, so yeah, so the yoga came and, and this no, is. No, tell them what you did. Tell the, them what you did. I'm telling you, it's like, it's, it's bad for me to do stuff sometimes because once I experience something new, I say to myself, oh, I could do that for a career. I could teach that. But the craziest thing is, you do. I went and I became a yoga teacher because of that. <laughs> I'm I'm scheduled I'm scheduled to go in for like a colonoscopy. I'm af- I'm afraid when I come out I'm going to be like I could be a doctor. I'll do colonoscopies. <laughs> but the crazy thing is, everything you set your mind out to do, you do. Oh, I, it's I'm really unbelievable to me. Well, I mean, you. that is something to be said for you. <laughs> I mean, honestly. Uh, jack okay, of all so, trades, if I so can. a lawyer. <laughs> A sports anchor, uh, a, a radio sports guy, a yoga teacher, and then finally he meets this lovely girl. He gets married, and they decide they're going to go into the real estate business as a team. So then he becomes a realtor. <laughs> well, you know, I'm trying to hit all of the careers that have really good reputations. I started with lawyer. <laughs> Skipped used Which, car sales. by the salesman. way, though, <laughs> your law degree might help you in every single thing you do in your life. It, yes, it absolutely does. Right. I this you know to be able to make fun of things in retrospect the way we are it does not take away from the fact that I love having that degree. I find it useful every single day, whether I I'm consciously aware that I'm using it or if it's just something that has been you know immersed in me because of the education. I get tremendous benefit out of having that degree and no regret at all about oh. going. Oh, good. That's good to hear. I don't think you, I mean, why would you regret that? It gives you such knowledge and you know what I say, knowledge is power. Um, Okay. So now you and your wife work for a company, Berkshire Hathaway. Yep. Yep. And they're Team Sheffron and they go out as a team. And while he's selling real estate, he comes up with another idea, Anthony. (laughs) They they come at me. I can't, I can't stop them. I can't stop them. Now this particular idea, when he told me about it many years ago, I was cheering on from the sidelines. This is a great idea. This is a great idea. This is great. But Dean didn't do it. Dean just kept doing his real estate. And then he decided, you know, maybe I should do something with it. Then I call him. You know, my cousin passed away. And um, I uh, was the executor of her will, if you will. And um, in doing so, I realized I don't have a will. I don't have a trust. I don't have anything. And my lawyers were calling me, you better get on it, girl, because there are so many reasons to do it than not. Okay. And so then I called Dean 
not Dean the lawyer, not Dean the realtor, not de- just Dean my friend. And I say, Dean, how can I get this done? He goes, oh, I can do that. I go, you're an estate planner now? He goes, pretty much. So, <laughs> so Dean came over. We spent a couple hours together. And we got it done. It was the easiest process. It was not very expensive. And even if it was, it was worth saving all the money that would have come out of the estate if I didn't have it when I passed away. So now that's where Dean's at. And I brought him in here because I want people to understand how important, not so much a will, but a living trust is. I mean, but if you're going to do the living trust, you might as well do the will too. But for sure, you need the trust. So I brought Dean in because I wanted him to tell all of you why it's so important. And even if you just have a little bit, even if you think, all I have is this house and I don't really even own this house. The bank owns this house. And maybe I have a diamond ring over there from my wedding or whatever it is. If you've got anybody that you're leaving something to, if you don't do it this way, that person may never see any of that. Maybe your personal belongings, but it could be tied up in court for a really long time. So, Dean, tell us about your idea that you came up with. Uh, oddly enough, selling homes, he thought about this because... First of all, you're hired because you're selling this. <laughs> you explain this so well and so perfectly. Uh, I, I'm going to need a copy of this so I can you know, dictate that. Uh, but it's... Basically, what I, what you, the point you made is absolutely true that it is a – you're throwing money away if you're going to – you think you're leaving your house to your kids, but you don't have your house in a living trust. Uh, your, your kids are going to get it, but it's going to take a long time and they're probably going to ha- – they're only getting part of the house because they're going to have a lot of money that goes away to probate attorneys and executor fees, things that can be avoided completely by simply having a living trust. So Dean decided – I'm selling these people homes. That means now they're homeowners. And most of these people are either young and going to start a family or they come with family. So Dean thought, why not offer that service, which most realtors can't do because they're not lawyers and they're not estate planners. So Dean thought, this is great. We'll offer this service as part of the house sale, which I thought was genius. Greatest closing gift ever. I thought so. I, and that's how that's that's how I'm marketing it and that's how that's really what it is. Anybody can, you know, I, we'll finish that thank you bottle of wine the first night we're in our new home. We'll go through that uh Bed Bath and Beyond gift card, you know, in is one that trip. What realtors do? They can, they can do anything. They but can do, do anything. Do you normally give gifts to home buyers after? Oh, we we absolutely do. Yeah, we'd like to and that's usually the case because they've, you know, you you've chosen we've been chosen by a client who could have chosen anybody and we made and money there are because a of it. plethora of realtors. We help them, they help us by Paying by getting us paid, but yes, we often give a thank you gift. And the nicer the thank you gift, or the more memorable the thank you gift, the more memorable the real estate agent is. And believe me, when we've when I've gone to somebody and said, "Hey, welcome to your new home. By the way, I'd like to give you a new. Uh, I'm going to give you a living trust as a closing gift." Their jaw drops. They abs- they're like, we were going to stick with you anyway because you guys did a great job, but now I'm absolutely staying with you because this is a fantastic gift. Exactly. I mean, that is a fantastic gift. Yeah. So tell us all about estate planning, what goes into it, What? because here's what I think people fear the most. Oh, my God, I got to think about who gets the damn ring, who gets the watch, who gets the earrings, who gets the couch, who gets that piece of art. 
It's really not like that. You don't have to individualize each item. You can if you know, but I think people stress out about that. I think they also stress out about the cost involved, the time involved. I think the things that people are stressing out about are not real. So could you tell us about it, please? Yeah. And thank you for leading into the sort of the misconceptions that people have about this, because uh, there are there are common reasons why people are skipping out on it. And they think, number one, it's a lawyer type of a thing. Lawyers are scary. Lawyers are expensive. I don't even want to call a lawyer to ask him if he does estate planning because he may be charging me $400 an hour while I'm on the phone with him. Lots of fear comes with it, and for good reason. That's understandable. So people don't want to do it because they think it's you know lawyerly. Uh, they also think it's really expensive, which it is not. They uh, think that it's time-consuming. They think that it's going to be something that's not applying to them because I don't have an estate. An estate means I own a vineyard, and I own horses. I own a ranch and a, and a mansion. What no. is a estate? An estate is defined as your stuff. <laughs> Take all your stuff. Put it on a piece of paper. That's your estate. So, and when the reason that it really comes important with regard to realty is because it's, there is no home in Southern California that's less than a hundred thousand oh dollars. If you if you have if if all you had when you added everything up ended up being like less than $100,000, you're the 1%, you're the people who really may not need a pro, you know, you may not need a living will because uh, California is set up so that if you really don't have a lot, you can kind of skip probate. They're not going to really is crush you too much. Is there a cap for that? It's about $100,000. Okay. So once you own a home, you are above that. And it doesn't matter but if what you- what if you don't own a home and you just have a crap load of money in the bank? Then that's that would be the same as a home. If you have a what crap if you load, don't have a crap load of money, but you got a lot of possessions that are worth art, jewels. If it if it all adds up to more than a hundred thousand dollars, you could benefit from having a living trust, uh, because the only you know the only reason that you wouldn't want one is if you can somehow avoid probate without needing the living trust, and that really only comes to not having a lot of stuff. Or the other example is if you have. A lot of creditors coming after you and or something that's re- a re- you're involved a in a debt. really complex litigation. Well, then you might want some of the protections that probate, you know, provides. But that's it. And that's a that's less than one percent of the general public. So, I, you know, that's why I like to focus on the ninety nine percent, the people that are there that can af- that can't afford to just give away 10, 20, 30, thousands of thousand dollars when they're, all they're trying to do is leave their stuff to their kids. So. You've got to have a living trust. What it does is, this, if we take, this is the example that got me into estate planning. Same family. They have beautiful parents, beautiful children, beautiful home. Same good heart. They want to leave their home to their kids. One happens to have their home in a living trust. The other doesn't. The one that's not in the living trust, those kids have to deal with probate, as you mentioned. Mm. Probate is basically a Tell lawsuit. Tell people what probate is. Probate is when a court comes in and says, all right, we are the ones who are going to decide who gets what. Based- in other words, they act like the owners for the time being. Yes. And it's a, and if, if it goes to probate, probate is public. That means that, you know, you could have, you could have some, uh, some, Somebody relative. that you, somebody that you met in a bar or a distant relative yes. who finds out that you know somebody you love passed away, and all of a sudden they come in and say, "Guess what? Uncle Harry wrote this on a cocktail napkin where it says I get the restaurant, and now you as the you're you're already bereaved. You lost somebody. You're just hoping to inherit some stuff. Now you have to defend a lawsuit coming after you from this guy who's got a cocktail napkin that he just pulled out of nowhere." 
that's because it's public. Anybody can go after it. So probate, that's a, that's a big reason you want to avoid probate too. But the most important one is if the house went to the kids and it was in a living trust, the kids get it right away. They don't have to lose maybe 10% of the market value of the home in probate fees and attorney's fees. Let me give everybody an example so that you can understand. Yeah. Prince died last two years ago. Has it been already? Two or three, right? 2017, I So believe. Okay, so two years now he's dead. He did not have a, a trust, okay? Every single thing of his is in probate. Do you know how many people came out of the woodwork? I'm Prince's daughter. I'm Prince's... I'm this. I'm that. Still, two years later, in probate. Family is still fighting for their rights. So th- not that you have Prince's money, or maybe you do, but if, you know, I'm just saying... This thing happens to big stars and big celebrities. And, of course, those big stars and big celebrities, they've got their teams of lawyers and they have their way to do it. But really, now Prince's sister, who he adored, the whole family, they're fighting for everything. That shouldn't have been. That shouldn't have been. They've now turned Paisley Paisley Park into a museum. You know Prince was the most private human that ever lived. There's no way in the world Prince would have wanted that to happen. But had he had a will or a trust, that wouldn't be happening. Prince is probably our, our best example right now. Well, of the, I'm just of the, saying it's still going on. Yeah. So. And so this, this idea of probate, it wouldn't take long for you to just ask around. And when I say you, I'm talking to anybody that may be listening. Just ask around anybody that's had to deal with probate. You're not going to hear a single person go, it was lovely. We had a great time. It was so fast and easy. They gave us water and flowers. It was, it was spectacular. No, every, you're going to find horror stories really, really fast. And... You, if you ask somebody who, you know, who became the, you know, uh, executor, ex- well, or trustee, ex- yeah, sure. And those are the two documents you've you've really nailed. What are you know? The, there's a will and there's a trust. The will is going to be run by an executor. You name an executor of your will. The same thing with the trust, but we call that person the trustee. So if you're the trustee, but you can have two separate people, correct? Yeah, yeah. You want you have you have three kids and you want them to be the trustees. You can name all three kids. If you have two kids. You can name both kids, but then you just have to watch out. What if they? What if one votes yes, the other votes no? Who's going to win out on that? So you, you try to have it so an you odd number. Try to number, spell it out. Yeah, you want it to be that some, but it's it's all about who you trust. Because you pick you pick somebody as a trustee, and you're thinking you might be thinking, well, they don't have a law degree, they don't have an MBA. How are they going to be helping with these finances and these legal things? Well, they can go and hire an attorney. They can hire a financial person. They can go seek all the professional help they want Which to. Which is what I had to do. Yes, but the the fact is, you real as far as what your cousin chose you for, yes. she trusts you. Yes, she trusts you to make Stupid those decisions. Stupid idea. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I did everything she wanted. <laughs> and, and the money, the amounts that get taken out. This this example I was giving, where the you know same families want to do the exact exact same thing and leave their home to their kids. Well, let's say the home was, let's pick something, a $500,000 home, Southern California home, pretty much anywhere you could find, well, some places you can't even find something for that little. But anyway, a $500,000 home, if it was in a living trust, the kids got the home, they're living in it already, they didn't lose, They didn't have to pay anything to an, uh, executors or probate attorneys, they're thrilled. The other hypothetical family where the house did have to go through probate, they had to pay at a minimum $26,000 to probate attorneys and executors just for helping them do the probate. And that's not something that can even be negotiated. That's in 
the statutes. You, so if you know, I might be thinking, oh, well, I'm a nice guy. I'll just talk to the probate attorney and he'll cut me 50% off or he'll do it for less because you know, I'm a charming person. I can schmooze with him. Uh-uh. Don't, you, no probate attorney is really going to be turning down what is essentially free money and it's your money. So avoiding probate, if it was a million-dollar home, Which is more realistic. 46,000. And that's just the home. $46,000 gone for probate attorney and and the executor fees. That's just for the home. Just the home. And if you have a million dollar home, chances are you have more than that. You probably have your stock portfolio, your bank accounts, your jewelry, your paintings, things that add up and get you above this $1 million mark. All I'm talking about is the home itself is going to cost your family, if it's a million dollars, 46,000. And- what does it cost to do uh, a probate? Uh, give an average because I know everybody's will be different. I mean, not probate. I'm sorry. Uh, to do a trust because everybody's got depending on what you have, right? Right, right. Like give, and- give us a. a, a, a- the range, yes, yeah, sort of the you could you could probably go somewhere you know somewhere as low as three hundred dollars for maybe the do-it-yourself kind, which people are very afraid of, and I don't blame them for being I would afraid never of it. Want to do Who that, wants to make a mistake? Right, what if you did it one yourself? little mistake right. and that you know you can harm every everything that you're trying to accomplish, but. I, my company, Probate Monster, $350 gets you the will and the living trust. So for $350 now, to save yourself $46,000 in the future. That's a no-brainer. And that's guaranteed. You know, unless, unless, unless we come across the first person who's going to live forever, <laughs> this will come into play. This savings will become real for their family. It's not, it's not like what buying... What happens if, there's, if, if uh, a family... Okay, let's say a father dies. There's a few kids. Uh, the wife is still alive. Does everything, does that need a, pro, do you have to go into probate for that or it just transfers over to the wife? Well, and everything that's left, if it's, you know, we're in community property state right now. So half of the, you know, half of the community property would be the husband's, half is the wife's. That half of the community property of whoever passes away first would go to the wife without going to probate. That part's automatic. But then it's if when this, when the surviving spouse eventually passes away, it's all going to the kids, and that would have to go through probate if there's no living trust or anything when, like that. Let me ask you this. when the If there's two spouses and the one dies and the other gets it all, do you have to redo that uh, trust? No, no. That trust will be set up. That It'll be set up. And that's another thing that people talk about. Well, I'm only, right. I'm only 30 years old. Yes, I bought a house. Yes, I have a kid. Yes, I have another kid on the way. And I'm not planning on dying. But I'm 30. I'm healthy. My doctor right. just said that I was the healthiest person he's seen in three months. So... Um, uh, why should I use it? Because you do it now and it lasts. You don't have to redo it if you have another kid. What do you? Have, but what if you make more money or you buy a second home or? That you can if you buy a second home, and this is how. What is a living trust? It's papers with a staple in it. How does somebody <laughs> get a home into a living trust? How do you fit a home into papers? <laughs> Good question. That's what I thought it was when I, it. when I first heard it, when I first heard what a living trust was. No, it's just papers. You're taking the title of your home. Chances are it's titled as, you know, Mr. and Mrs. Smith, as husband and wife, uh, in joint tenancy. That's how it says it on your, on your title of your home. All we're going to do is transfer the title from Mr. and Mrs. Smith as, a, as husband and wife to Mr. and Mrs. Smith, trustees of the Smith Family Living Trust. It sounds like that. that's all it did? That's all we did? We changed the title? 
Yeah. Now the house is in the living trust. If you couldn't see that, those are air quotes I'm doing. Uh, it's in the living trust. So that's how you get. And then if you bought a new home, like we're doing well, we're going to buy we're going to buy a second home and we're going to rent it out. That's fantastic. Do you call you back and say, hey, Dean, I bought another home. Can you add it in or no? Yeah, you can absolutely call me. You can call. Uh, but you, know, you don't your have to. But you don't saying? have to. You have your living trust. You then just go to your real estate agent and say, um, I want this. The buyer of this home is my living trust. I want to buy it directly into my living trust. That second property you're buying will automatically be titled as Mr. and Mrs. Smith, trustees of the Tris, the Smith Family Living Trust. It, yeah, so you don't have to revisit that. It's written so that if, you know, your children, we name your children are, you know, uh, Jim and Janine. Fine, we've got those. We may have more children. So it's written in there. Our children also include any other children born to us or adopted by us during our marriage. So it's you all don't, about the language. Yeah, so you write it so that it can last a long time. But even if you had to make a change, two things I want to point out. One, this, you can make a change on your own. You don't have to come back to me for that. It's written there very simply. To make an amendment, you're writing it, you're, you're signing it, you're sending it to yourself because you're the one who's the trustee while you're still alive. Uh, so you can make a change real Sending easily it by to yourself. yourself. How? In the mail and not open it? Actually, you don't, if you're the trustee, you don't even, you don't even have to do that step. But the point is you can always make, you can make a change while you're, you know, while you're alive. If it's your trust, you can make a change on your own or you can come to me and I'll make the change for you. And that's no not a problem. No extra charge. No, I, if it's for a small, ch- for a small change, it does not, you know, I would not be charging. That's, I am not speaking for any other attorneys when I say this. I, I do, understand. I do recommend that everybody go and consider an estate plan. And if that's not with probate monster, then it can, then check with some other attorney of your choosing. That's all fine. But we want it to be with probate monster. It should monster. be with probate monster. Yeah. But we, <laughs> See what I what what I'm here to do and what I think Lisa's really helping with is taking away the mystique. It is not a legal yes, it's a legal service technically. But what if I called it a product? What if I said there's a product on the shelf right now in a little box on the shelf at CVS and all it says is living trust guaranteed to save your family $30,000 in the future. And you looked at the price tag and it said $350. Would you buy a product that just said, this is what my product does? You would. You would do it every day and twice on Sundays. That's what this estate plan is. That's what a living trust is. It's a product that's going to save you money. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. The other benefits that Lisa pointed out are absolutely there too. Uh, you know, you're saving the person who's going to be your, who's, who's going to give away all of your things after, you, you know, make sure everybody, the right people get it. You know, that person, it's, there's definitely some work involved and you have to put in, uh, but their life is so much easier because you put it in a living trust as compared to dealing with probate. Well, that's just for the, really the executor of it. The trustees, they're just taking the things, you know, but the executor is the one, and that's really more concentrated in the will portion, I believe, yes? Uh, yes, the will is where you still would like label who's going to be your guardian. And this right. will that I'm, people often say, I have a will. No, you My don't. will describes... <laughs> 
to a T. Who you know? My aunt, my aunt Helen gets my brooch. My car goes. But to is my, it notarized? It has to be it, notarized. It can be notarized. It can be a legal, perfectly done will. That does not avoid probate. Correct. You have to take all of those same things you put into your will. The fact that I want Jimmy to get my brooch. I want Stevie to get my car. I want the rest of my things to be split evenly between Jim and Jenny. Whatever it is. you All those things you put into your living trust. Your will Well, is, what's a will for then? The will is... If a will is really going to be, now we would give you what's called a pour-over will. It is it is a will, and it's going to say that everything I own, I'm leaving to one beneficiary. Who's that beneficiary? My living trust. So basically, you're just saying, everything I own, I'm putting into my living trust, and the living trust says how I want it divided. So do you have to have a will? Shouldn't you just have a trust and call it a day? It's best to have both. There is a lot of times it's going to come down to really intent. You know, if, if the whole point of a lot of, a lot of stuff, a lot of things in law, a lot of paperwork is really to just make the intent clear. Because if, if somebody passes away, they're not there to say, this is what I meant when I wrote this, when I wrote this will. They're, they're no longer with us. So the more you have that proves my intent was I didn't want anything to go to probate. I wanted everything to avoid probate. Uh, it, and if you're so if you're if you have a will that says everything I leave to my living trust because I want it to avoid probate and you have a living trust that says the point of this living trust is to avoid probate now it's really hard for anybody to argue oh you know you should some of these things should have gone through probate no clearly I meant for them not to be because I have all this information that says so do you have a will or a trust anthony this is I thought about all this last week get out <laughs> I, I'm, I'm not lying to you I think about it all the time I mean, but it's just getting around to doing it. And, you know, I thought about, OK, let me have a, a, a pre game plan in my head. And then when I finally go to get this done, it'll be a lot easier, you know, a lot right. easier for. Well, two things I want to say to you. Number one, you probably aren't rushing because you don't have children of your own. No. And I think that people who don't have kids or anybody to leave, th- they feel like they don't need it, but they really do. That's that's definite. I have a house in Columbia, South Carolina. OK, there's a, another benefit of the living trust is if. Let's say that you've got you got a house here, you got a house in a different state, Carolina. If something were to, you know, if the the Goodyear blimp blows a hole and it lands on you here, you know, hopefully not while we're sitting here. But uh <laughs> your home here goes to California probate. Your home in South Carolina, guess what? You now have a probate opened in South Carolina as well. You now deal you've just taken your headache and multiplied it by 2. Okay, let's say there's no home here that he owns, he only owns there. No, right. You, only there. Yeah. You can, you can do a living trust here and retitle your your Carolina home into your California living trust. It crosses state lines. So you okay. can yeah, you don't have to you don't have to be calling some Carolina attorney to try and draft a Carolina living trust. You can have your living trust here in California. Yeah, that was my yeah, question. Yeah, and you put yeah, your Carolina that was, that was home a into I had it. For you. Yes. So yeah, for, and, and for the people that are, you know, there's plenty of people that were, you know, getting in on the whole uh, real estate boom. They Arizona, may Arizona. Uh, there's all kinds Vegas, of different Vegas, states. Vegas people have yes. second homes somewhere in yes. a different state. Well, if you don't have a living trust and you don't have those properties titled into the living trust, those wherever that wherever that probate. property is, that state's going to have a probate, and you're going to have to defend it and deal with it, just like you're going to have to do in California. And and I, maybe I'm off base here, but I think Dean will come to you to do this service. <laughs> yeah, oh, I, I can come to Dean. That's no problem. <laughs> <laughs> 
And the the nice thing is though is the simpler the you know the simpler the estate, and that's what a lot of times people avoid dealing with it because they oh I don't have anything complex. I have some stuff, but I I know exactly who it's going to. It's going to my wife, and if my wife's not here, it's going to my kids. Very simple. Well, good. Simple means. I can get it to you really cheap and I can get it to you really fast. We could, I could probably do it just over internet with you. You know, meeting with somebody is not entirely necessary. But sometimes people feel like they want to see the person they're paying. And if they're, and if that's who the client is, I'm going to go and meet with them for sure. That's, ex- that's who I am. Yeah. I, I need to see and be with you and understand that I can trust you. Especially in something like this where it is so important, they will like to see somebody most of the time and I'm happy to go and meet with them. Okay, it so puts let's, their mind let me ease. give you this scenario. All right. We know you're a lawyer. You have your law degree. We know you're an estate planner. You're 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 going to be doing people's estates. Well, what if I I get it done and I don't know how to read this? What the hell does this say? How do I know that you didn't do something fishy in here? How can I be sure that what I'm getting from you, the product I'm buying from you is the real deal? Well, I'm not legally allowed to do anything fishy. Um, that's, I think that was the term they used uh, in the es- in the ethics classes. You can't be fishy. Um, but there's, I mean, you can have if some even if somebody else did uh, an estate plan for you, you can always ask another attorney. You can ask me read it over and tell me what it says. So if 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 you have an estate plan, but the attorney was, I, let's just say the attorney was too busy to take the time and really explain what it says. I can read it and and go ahead and then have that explanation for you. Um, what was the re- remainder of your question? <laughs> <laughs> I think that was it, actually. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it, it's definitely. I it is fun to sit down. I mean, there's going to be a ton of boilerplate language that nobody wants to read through because it's going to put them to sleep, and, and it's hard to understand. Damn thing yeah. in mine. <laughs> and so that's why it is fun to sit down because it and, and worthwhile because it's you know to sit down to spend an hour with an attorney, even if that alone sounds scary. If it's if it's me, you're not going to be scared. You're going to feel so good afterward. There's not been a single person who finished getting their estate plan done and said, oh, it's going to be harder to sleep tonight. No, everybody sleeps better after they've done their estate plan. We all know we need to do it. Here's one thing that I could tell you. You're going to be so happy you've got it. That's all I could say to you is I am sleeping so much better now that I know. God forbid. I mean, listen. In this world, anything can happen at any time to anyone. And you're just going to feel so much better if you do pass away. You're going to know before it happens, everybody's taken care of. That you wanted to be taken care of. Yeah, you, you are covered. And if life changes, another child is born, a divorce happens, somebody you were going to leave something to unfortunately passes away before you do. You come back to the same document and you just make some changes. It's you don't have to. That's why the you whole. You never have I, to redo it again. The whole I should. The whole I really. I'm too young to need one. It's not about needing it. It's a smart decision to do it now. There's no benefit in waiting. There's only risk that you're g- taking on by waiting. The risk of when's that Goodyear blimp gonna see? Gonna fall I think on me? people have that um, fear. And it overcomes them to where they say, well, I'm 30. I'm not going to die for a long time. I don't have to worry about this. And then that fear takes over and doesn't allow them to do the things that they should do in the proper order. It's no different than going to work, you know, and saying, 
Yeah, you know what? I have until tomorrow before that essay's due, or school. I have tomorrow yeah. before that essay's due. I'll wait till tomorrow to do the essay. Well, tomorrow may not happen. Procrastination. You know? Yes. It's just, in this case, I think that procrastinating is really dumb. I mean, I'm, you know, I'm not a procrastinator in general. And no, I for- no, you are not. <laughs> and I forgive those who are because it's just not who they are. But there's no forgiveness when it comes to this if you have something and someone to leave it to. That's it, that's how I feel. It I it comes to me as one of the clearest examples of a no-brainer. Uh, you know, similar to when the guy from the solar electricity comes into your home and sits down with you, he makes it seem like it's a no-brainer and for depending upon your home it could be. This one is a no-brainer. There is just huge benefits to be had and there's just any reasons not to do it? Let I'll me let me know the what they are. They're not good. I'll give you the reason that you should. He just told it to you. You could pay three hundred and fifty dollars versus forty six thousand. I think I'll take the three fifty. That's what got me. I'm I'm not in a position where I can just let my loved one lose forty thousand dollars when they inherit my house. Me neither. I'm, I don't you have know, a house. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think there's. I don't think there's many people right now doing. You know, the, the majority. Again, we're talking about the. I, I'd like to just hit the masses. If I could, you know, if I could have an assembly line of just the people who are because of this podcast right now learning about a living trust realizing i should have one i've been i don't know why i've been scared to get one and they want to and they want to line up if i could have a line around the block of just the average people not the not the princes the big I, meaning Prince the Singer, not the princes sing. in England. Yeah, although I'd, you know, I always would have liked to have met, met Prince. But for for now, I'm just talking, just average people. Let me get you set up with just something real simple and basic, but it will protect your $40,000 just like... Or more, depending or more. on... Yes. Yeah, we, we've, we've been using that number for this. Only because those are the, the, uh, the numbers you threw out, but you may have way more. And oh. then that number will go up. Let's jump up. We were talking about somebody who had a home of a million dollars. Let's say their home and everything they added up comes up to two million. Yeah. Okay. Instead of losing three hundred and fifty dollars, instead of paying me three hundred and fifty dollars to just have your estate plan done, they're instead going to be paying sixty six thousand dollars. So those kids who are very happy that their parents did have close to two million dollars worth of stuff, not going to be very not very happy when they realized somebody they just got sixty six thousand dollars taken away from them on something that was so preventable for $350. How can you not look at that as a good investment? It's a great investment. Are you kidding me? I mean, most people spend, well, no, I shouldn't say most people, but let's say this, most people for a celebratory dinner or a celebratory vacation will spend 300 bucks. Yeah. You go to Vegas with your girl or your guy or it's a birthday. You take the family out for dinner. Go to Disneyland. It's $300 for a family. <laughs> for right? more. For, for three people, that's 300 bucks. Right. Just for admission. <laughs> then you got to eat when you get in there. And then the kid wants a sweatshirt. You know, you're into it for a few hundred dollars extra there. So that's why this should be no big deal. It re- It's something everybody should have. And I will be, I will, I will not rest until everybody at least knows about it. If they want to choose not to do it for whatever their reason, I can't force them. But everybody needs to know about it because that it, that you have the option. The only if you don't know about a living trust and the benefits that come from it, and you just bought your and you have a house, please give please call one one eight four four no probate. Call probate monster because we I, I will make it my goal to make sure you're covered. 
because it's just the, the, the benefits are tremendous and the and the risk is three hundred and fifty dollars. Well, I took the risk. And so <laughs> I'm for, happy I did. And so for these real estate agents, this is the you know, this is where I'm trying to help spread you know, there I'm gonna use real estate agents to help spread my message. As we said, we will go ahead and buy somebody a $50 bottle of wine and a $200 gift card to Amazon. To say thank you. And, maybe, and then maybe a $100 you know, dinner, at, dinner at Mastro Steaks. Something to say thank you for using us to buy your home. What I just added up is $350. And more. And if, if you're an agent and you want to be remembered, that meal's going to be eaten, that wine's going to be drunk, that gift card's going to be spent, and they're not remembering you that well... If you got them a living trust and you just saved them potentially $66,000, and guess what? Every time they look at that living trust, every time that they do want to make an amendment or make a change to it, they're going to look at it and it's going to say, oh, this was a gift from your realtor, you know, Jenny Hopkins. Well, guess what? Jenny, your name is coming up in front of those people every time they look at it and they're being reminded of also, this awesome gonna, gift. Also, they're going to spread the word. They're going to say, hey... This guy just came here. He just hooked me up. 350 bucks. All done. I could sleep now. The kids are safe. Everybody's going to get all their money. Because you know what happens when people die. They come out of the woodwork and they want the money. That We call them money grubbers. And that's what will happen, especially if it becomes public. So Dean's company is called, in case you didn't get it, probate monsters and uh, give out all your socials and all your stuff please well it's uh, probatemonster.net is the website you could reach me at info at probatemonster.net that'll be just fine the phone number because we're the whole goal of this is to avoid probate probate is where all the bad stuff happens 1-844-NO-PROBATE 844-NO-PROBATE that's how you can reach me and Realtors. Website? Can they reach you on uh, yeah. a website as well? Give that Pro- out, please. www.probatemonster.net. That is the website. And just in case you're interested in buying a home out in the valley, Dean's your guy for that too. <laughs> you can give out that website too. Uh, well, that would be that would be thechefrinteam.com. Spell it out. The Sheffrin, S C H E F R I N Team. Dot com. Uh, we're with Berkshire Hathaway, as you said. We specialize in, we, we work anywhere, anywhere that somebody needs us. We specialize in the Conejo Valley and uh, lo- love, love and life out there. But, and, and realtors, I'm telling you, just learn about the values of having a living trust and inform your clients about it. Whether, even if you don't end up buying an estate plan as a gift, from me for your clients or from anybody. If you if you don't do that, just inform your clients. Let them know. Here's something called a living trust. Here's the main benefit that comes from it. You're going to save however many tens of thousands of dollars. So you should probably get one. And it's either going to be a gift from you, the realtor, or they're at least knowledgeable now and they can go and get one. And like I said, I'm not going to rest until every until every average Joe is covered just like the people, the people. Just, just like just the $10 like million the homeowners. <laughs> exactly. No discrimination over here. No, I'm very proud of the rich people for earning what they did. Congratulations. But yeah, you, you, I'm here they to help the average Joe. They have their people. That's I'm here right. for the rest They've of them. They've got their team. You need Team Sheffron to do it. Yes, you do. Deanie, that was really fun. Well, thank you so much. I hope so we much. got the point across, and I hope people do. Anthony, I hope you're going to think about this. Oh, I'm going to hit Dean up. Oh, most definitely. <laughs> most definitely. Ah! <laughs> All right, then our job is done. Thanks, Deanie. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you, Lisa. It's been great.
This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.